This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. All right, we are back, episode 42. We got a mailbag episode, a lot of good questions that people submitted, some voicemails. Uh, what do you say, Mach? You ready to go? Let's go. All right, Mots, we are back, episode 42 of The Rink Shrink. Shout out Jackie Robinson, Mo Vaughn, one of my personal favorites. Uh, what's going on? Not much. The hit dog. The right? hit dog. Yeah, How about that elbow pad? Yeah, big time uh, Mo Vaughn fan, but Jackie Robinson was one of the best. You know, he uh, broke the color barrier. So Legend. shout out to episode 42. Uh, everything's good. You know, cleaned up from the uh, Nor'easter, so we're mm. we're good to go. Like when moving, they get power back down there in the uh, South Shore, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't soon um, after that storm. We were out for five days, so yeah, uh, a lot of people were down. But uh, the guys, it was really impressive to see the uh, Eversource guys really getting out and getting after it. So, um, big you know, fan of their details myself. Yeah, but they did a good job. Like legit. Like you know, I think they just deploy like the herds to like certain areas and it was like you couldn't drive by a street without seeing an Eversource truck so they did their job everyone's back up and running and uh all's good down here in the south shore good stuff good stuff you guys uh were you able to get to hockey and all that stuff over the weekend so uh for ryan's team we had uh a weekend off really yeah so we you know we could have you know Slid a game in um, or two. Didn't, didn't uh, want to hurt your rankings, though. <laughs> yeah. No, so we have a, a big weekend coming up, and, you know, I think it's, like, kind of nice to, you know, not be at the rank. You think? You know, for a weekend where, all right, now you're energized and you're coming back to practice. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have practice on Thursday, um, you know, a couple big games this weekend, and, I don't know. I, I just thought the timing was good. Um, one of the ranks didn't have power anyway, but you know, if we were gonna, you know, supplement a game, but yep. we, um, yeah, it was like like kind of a weird weekend where we didn't have uh, a schedule scheduled game, and I think the boys will, you know, come back refreshed and ready to go, and that's that's the hope. You know, hungry to uh, you know put the skates on and play a very good team uh, on Saturday. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we. Uh, my oldest for same, same, same thing. They didn't have any games, which was weird. I actually played a game today. I got a puck off the foot, like it was a pass right in the 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 top of my foot where the laces are. I'm like, dude, how do these guys block shots like the the way that they do? Like we talked to Nolachari about and different guys, and I'm like, it was literally it was barely even a saucer pass, and I'm like, oh, like Winston. Well, I, I will. I will say that the um, the shop blockers. Remember the shop blockers? Yeah, yeah. Do those work? I never was. Um, they almost made me have to wear them because people were breaking their feet. You know, like mm. locking shots. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, you know, I got fitted, and I'm like, yeah, I got them on. Yeah, all set. But like, they're so clumsy. Like, I needed every opportunity to be quicker. And like not have anything slowing me down. And these shot blockers, yeah, like I would risk breaking a foot versus being slower getting back for a puck or like just trying to get yeah. away from the dude. But um, yeah, a lot of guys warm. So when you go down and like when that like kind of like bent knee position and you expose the side of your foot, well, that's what a lot of guys did. That yeah. was where guys were breaking their feet, you know, exposing the side of your foot. But um. If you do the uh, the flamingo, or you know, n- n- not so much in the lane, you don't get hit. Uh, <laughs> you don't get hit. Yeah. Well, hey, we got to encourage these kids right now to uh, to <laughs> block, block shots, shots and and, yeah. and help out their teammates. I was just saying that every time somebody blocks him from now on, considering the fact that I'm limping around after barely even getting a puck off the foot, uh, 
I, I'm going to give him an extra, extra loud cheer. That's for sure. The, uh, I was all over the, the, I don't even know what you would call it. The North shore ish this weekend. I had two tournaments. Um, I think it was called the exposure cup or, or something along those lines. Matt miles does a, does a pretty good job. A lot of good teams, a lot of good talent. Um, some Chicago teams were out. There was some Jersey teams, uh, good kind of high level, high ranked hockey. It was, it was a lot of fun, a lot of miles on the car, a lot of trips to the gas station, but, uh, you know, between the two teams that I was coaching, but it was a lot of fun. I did take a couple notes. I had the, the first day I had one ref, there was two refs. One ref came out and, uh, the guy had number 99 on the Jersey. And this dude was just like a hot mess. And I'm like, Oh boy. And he was an older guy, but then I'm like, this guy definitely just was in one last night or something. And he bombs over to me and he's like, Hey coach, uh, you got any water? And I was like, what dude? Like, I, I was like, no, buddy. I'm like COVID. Like I go, we can't be sharing water bottles with these kids. <laughs> I was like dying laughing. I'm like, I, I, I couldn't believe the guy asked me for water. I'm like, oh, sorry. Yeah, you know, COVID kids bring their own. And I'm like, I'm not giving you one of my, my players water bottles. That's for sure. So it was, uh, it was, it was pretty funny. Then another, another note uh, was a parent, my kid, one of my kids was walking in the rank and, uh, Good, you know, again, 10-year-old, and he says, uh, hey, you ever lose to a team from New Jersey before? And it was like, if you're a 50-year-old, 40-year-old man that has a bare belly. Well, this was the parent? Talking? This is a parent. I got it. Walking in. And I talked to the parents, actually. It, that was my younger team. Um, the, the coaches of Jersey, they were great guys, and actually they listened to the show and you know, and it was a it was a really good game. I think we ended up beating them three to two or something like that. It was Friday night, and but I was like, imagine being an adult and saying like, even that's not even a funny joke. It's like you're a donkey. Yeah, like, like it's crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, it's not funny. No, like, that's it's not. not that's, funny. It's not I, funny. It's goofy and I, like dumb. I I would say. Um, like shame on that guy for like having the, I don't know, like like the gall to to like say anything about you know losing to a team that you know like from New Jersey. It's like you know, who really gives uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like let the boys play, let them have fun. I mean, like I don't know where that comes from, but ultimately you have to uh, deal with certain people, and that that I mean that just shouldn't shouldn't uh shouldn't happen but at the end of the day like how'd you guys do yeah we ended up winning the game which yeah. it was like that was it was oh, like you, you haven't lost to a team from new jersey yeah which we probably have along the way right like again who cares but yeah it was who cares exactly it was complete nonsense um but you know a lot of um like like i was saying a lot of good hockey games a lot of games were played and you know it's fun to be able to see the the um you know the the teams from other parts of the country and you're getting challenges and there's different um you know what's the the word I'm looking for it's just you know where you have to play a complete game right and you have to use those lessons that we talk about um where you know if you're not if your head's not on a swivel and you're not finding open guys and and, and different things like that and defensive zone coverage if you puck watch and uh, you know, the little lessons that we kind of talk about all the time and you play those better teams, those kind of higher ranked teams. And like I said, we, we, we played against a bunch of them, teams from Rochester and, and, you know, you don't pick up sticks, you don't back check all the way to the house or, or you do back check all the way to the house and let a guy go. You, you know, that's the guy that ends up scoring the goal. And it's, you know, it's just, it was a fun learning experience. It was really good for our kids you know, we had some success. We lost a, a, a couple games, but it was it was good. And it was funny. I was talking to my father um, after one of the games and a, and he, you know, he had a, a good little quote. He's like, like I always said to my my high school team, he goes, you may lose the game, but you better not lose the lessons. And I really just I, I love the line. And, I, you know, I don't 
I've probably heard my father say it to me before, but I, I probably just wasn't paying attention. It was like those little lessons that you talk to talk about and, and those, you know, one play in particular st- sticks out. It's like, you know, we back checked hard. Like the kids came hard all the way through the middle and, you know, it was basically like a line rush. And then at the very last second, you know, you take your eye off the guy that you you're, you're closest to and start watching the puck. And next thing you know, you know, bing, bang, chip the, you know, who scores the goal. It's that guy. And it's like, there's a, there's a good hockey teaching lesson that, you know, took place there. And if you had just stayed with your guy and took, you know, taken his stick away and got under his hands, you know, we would have eliminated a goal. So it was, Overall, you know, really good weekend and, and good learning experience. The charge at the gate, though, that's a whole nother story. Oh, yeah. It was it 20 bucks at the uh, the door? At the door of weekend. I mean, obviously, I was coaching, but I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> that's unbelievable because we've kind of run across that, and uh, they gave me, like, a wristband because I was yeah. a coach, but, like, I was handing that wristband back. <laughs> <laughs> I just walk in. You know, puck bag, you know, like a, a you know, a white white erase board, and I'm like, yeah, you know, what, what locker room is Melissa in, and like whatever, right? So I'm all set, but you know, like I don't need like parents like paying twenty dollars. It's just gouging, in my opinion, and like, you know, I mean, you're paying X for the tournament in general. It's like, come on, let, let's let's not. Let's not do that to the uh, the parents. No, these tournaments aren't cheap. Never mind. A lot of you know, a lot of people are getting hotel rooms, and they, yeah. you know, the, like a tournament fee is no longer a thousand bucks that you split up between you know your fifteen players on the team. It's like two grand. You yeah. know what I mean? It, like it's expensive, and yeah, yeah that uh, that 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 kind of irked me. But let's <laughs> let's. Uh, Let's dip into the mailbag if you don't have anything anything else. Nah, I get nothing else. I'd love to dip into the mailbag. We got some good stuff here. Yeah. All right. This is from uh, Instagram. Should kids be able to play up even if they're not hitting? This is from Warren. Um, I would say, I mean, we've covered this a little bit, but, I mean, you open up a can of worms. You know, if one kid's able to do it, but like there's like these exceptions. Like if there's a kid that's just off the charts, it's kind of unfair that he's playing at his own age level. Then you have to make an exception. But <clears throat> I don't, I don't recommend it. You know, yeah. you know whether checking or not checking. Um, you know, if you want to allow like someone of it, like we talk about dominating your own level. Dominate that level, enjoy it, and, and embrace it. But then, you know, know that you know another challenge is going to come. Right. If, if there are different, you know, scenarios where like there's such an, a, a differential in talent, then you have to, you know, maybe apply or or talk to the right people to see if they can play up. But like, I just think it would open up a can of worms to be, you know, just trying to let kids play up just to gain a competitive advantage. Yeah, I think it's an interesting topic just because the from my understanding, the only age that can't play up is mites can't play squirts. And then after that it's kind of fair game. So it it doesn't even yeah, I think if you're still peewee age and you want to play up in Bantams, you can, from my understanding. So oh, Bantam's checking. Right. Right. But the, like if I they if, allow if it, my kid's right? a stud peewee, he can play up in Bantams, even though they allow checking in that age and you you t- technically thought not that age so like the, the question really is squirts the peewees here then yeah yeah because i mean the mites there isn't checking and they don't allow it so you know but i mean as far as yeah like, i don't yeah. yeah i i would say you know it, it's kind of like a case-by-case basis which is kind of difficult to kind of like have like a barometer on how good a kid is. But if you're in the the program and you know this kid's lights out and like he deserves to play up enough and he can handle it, you know, like you know, I you go through the the proper, you know, process. Um, you know, it can help the kid, in my opinion. Right. But but if you're not dominating, dominating that level, then just stay the course and like enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Um I agree with that. I got uh we got another one here. 
from a scale to one to ten, how depressed is Mott's when his yacht is covered in snow? <laughs> <laughs> this name I don't really know. It's an Instagram, but yeah, that's uh, actually thanks uh, for thinking of my yacht. Um, no, covered in snow is like legit. You know, like if it looks sharp, like just you know, the, yeah. The kids, the, the as long kids, as it's not that dirty snow. Yeah, yeah, but the kids can't walk on it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Imagine, no. So uh, you know, the snow's the snow, but like uh, to the so it's Jay skirt. It's something along that. Jake from New York. So uh, thanks, Mo. So we have um, you know a driveway. You need to clean it walkways uh you know steps you got to clean it shoveling is we don't my dad had a plow growing up and he would never plow our driveway we used to have to shovel our driveway so take some pride in it put a little work in uh be able to eat off it yeah i mean we all know you didn't even have a chainsaw so (laughs) nobody expects you to have a snowblower no not a chance uh yeah we've all seen the pictures of you in the past with with the the Socks bullpen jacket out there <laughs> grinding away. So, yeah, no, but I appreciate you thinking of my uh, yard in the snow. The snow is fine. It's just as long as it doesn't touch the driveway. <laughs> so, all right. So we get another one here from uh, Instagram at what age should parents be booted from locker room from helping get players dressed? That's uh, from Tom Conley. Um, I would say. <laughs> They should always be booted out, you know, even at the might level, 15 minutes before the game, 10 to 15 minutes before the game. I would say that you definitely want parents around to help tie skates. Uh, I mean, I know I I coach a squirt team. There's still some kids, uh, including my own, that don't tie their own skates. So obviously you're going to need some parents assisting at that age, but definitely by peewees, there should be nobody in the locker room at all. Um, And, and, you know, even at that squared age group, again, I think it's just, you know, more to help with the skates and then see you later. Yeah, I think that's legitimate. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, good answer. Good answer. Uh, let me talk to you quick about uh, Skitsgot. Skitsgot is the new video-based social media platform that combines the best functionalities of TikTok and Instagram. Skitsgot's feature-rich audio um, and video editor allows its users to create videos up to one minute long. The platform allows users to use augmented reality filters, picture-in-picture, layered audio, and other editing tools found only in costly movie productions to express themselves in a short video. Skitscott is also a secured social media platform that respects the privacy of its users. Skitscott does not share, trade, or sell the personal information of its users. This app is made in the USA. Yeah, get your skitty on. Get your skitty on. Uh, all right. What do we got going next? Uh, Mott, you want to take out? Yeah, so we got um, a question from Robert. My son is 13, plays in Michigan, so he has access to lots of good hockey. Issue is I have virtually no idea to share with him about hockey and how we can achieve his dream of playing Division One. So – Here's the question. Where can I go for info to help him? Many coaches seem to um, out there to be moving on, so there's somewhere else to for his guidance. Should my son continue playing travel, go to high school, both? I've heard if kids play high school, then they aren't that good. Any advice is welcome. I understand um, my son that changes his slim <laughs> to no chance of playing college, but achieving anything else is special. I want to point him in the right direction, and then it's up to him to do the work. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, <clears throat> obviously, uh, thanks for the question, Robert, and he's done a good job so far by at least educating himself, listening to us. Um, I don't know the exact dynamics of Michigan hockey. Uh, Mots, do you do you know better? But I think a lot of those kids, you know, play for uh, the CompuWares, Little Caesars, those type of programs. Is 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 that still? Still true. Yeah, the top end kids will play uh be more honey baked, I believe it's oh, yeah, honey uh, baked, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, you know, back in the day it was CompuWare. But there there is there's some high end uh teams there <clears throat> on the top end, but I'm not sure if you know it kind of trickles down to like T uh, you know, two and and whatnot. But um 
you know, as far as Michigan hockey, I'm not like fully aware, but as far as you, you know, for guidance, I really do feel that you can kind of put your kid. I don't know, you know, you're not really saying how, you know, good or bad it, you know, your son is, but just put him where he should be. Like, just let him go to high school. And then if he's a freshman, he's good enough, they'll find him. Yeah, he's good good enough. You're going to be found, but also, like, socially, you're going to, you know, have an experience in high school instead of like chasing, you know, something for hockey versus you get in there, you're good at hockey. That's like your main focus. Like just be the best you can be right there. Go to class, you know, meet some girls, meet some, you know, friends. And then next thing you know, you know, something might develop from there. So it's not really rushing a process. The, the guidance for me is kind of like just stay in the present and like let him go to his high school and, and, and play. And, you know, things will shake out. Right. Yeah, I think that's uh... – Perfectly said. And, and you, yeah, you go from there, play high school. And I think there's all, you know, if he's good enough and, and is going to, you know, potentially have the opportunity to play college hockey, somebody's going to find him, right? Like you said, kind of be patient, trust, uh, trust the process, and, and it'll all work out one way or another for sure. And I, I don't think, you know, we, we have the, a similar issue in Massachusetts, you know, public high school hockey and everybody's kind of chasing it and things like that. And it's, you know, our advice has always been the same thing. Like go to your public high school. If, you know, if that's the only opportunity that presents itself and, and, you know, it'll all work out one way or another. Right. Yeah. And like, he'll follow like where he'll fall where he is slotted. Meaning like, you know, if D one is not in the cards, you know, D three, you know, it's like right there. Like, you know, like you'll, you'll find <laughs> out where he is slotted if he's doing the work and, and, um, people, you know, kind of looking for a player of your son's caliber, whether it be D one, D three, you know, could be junior just for a year, whatever it is. But like, it will slot itself out uh, according to how he plays, and you know, the hockey community, as big as it is, it's it's a very small community, and um, you know, word word will travel if he's uh, good enough for uh, playing at like a lower level that he might you know be playing at right now or whatever like the high school level and if he does they just dominate like we just talked about in the in the other um you know conversation that just dominate that level yeah well said um all right the next one from a dad in colorado uh hey guys i have a five-year-old uh, a might five-year-old that enjoys playing but seems to be disengaged with his coaches when they are doing drills he doesn't like how can I reinforce good behavior without bribes or losing my cool? Currently, I've been trying to talk to him before practice and as we're getting dressed to set the tone for practice, but it doesn't seem to be working. I'm wondering if being a broken record will eventually click for him due to his age or if another approach would be more beneficial at this time. Thanks for reading. Dad in Colorado. That's, I mean, good stuff here because <clears> – <throat> If he's not engaged in, you know, drills that he doesn't like, you know, is he engaged in drills that he does like? So there is some level of engagement. He's not totally checked out. So that goes back to, you know, you can't get everything that you want all the time. You know, if he wants a good drill like that he likes doing, like snapping the puck, and we all like that, right? High stepping a little bit, right? (laughs) But – I don't I that's the conversation right there. Like, are you engaged because you like the drill, like you're saying, disengaged because you don't like the drill? So how about bring it to another level where you know you like playing in the offensive zone, you dislike playing in the defensive zone? Like so you can yeah. like bring the conversation like full circle to game. And, you know, I, I'm not sure exactly what the kid's uh, game is, but it just sounds to me, I mean, I mean, just. I'm, I'm, I was going to say, gonna, I mean, I think part of this, too, is he's five. You know what I mean? Like, kids yeah, are gonna lose, like uh, I've, I've been on the ice plenty of times with these little kids. They, you know, their attention span, you, you, they're like a gnat. You have them for 
you know, 10 seconds. And then when they get disengaged, it gets, it gets difficult. But I think you keep, you know, setting expectations. Hey, you know, Hey buddy, you got to pay attention. You got to focus. And, you know, no matter what the drill is and, and, you know, if they're not completely focused the entire time or they get, you know, it's okay. It's okay. He's five. Like it, let's just remember he's, he's five years old, but I'll be interested to see what drills he liked that he was engaged in. I mean, because yeah. it could be offensive drills. That, that's what I was going to get at. Like, yeah, maybe with the, the puck. Offensive, you know, like shooting pucks and like, you know, or is it, you know, defensive stuff? You know, like that's where you can start kind of like working things into the. Well, I mean, let's be fair here. He's five. They're working on skating. basic fundamentals. They're yeah. working on skating. They're Standing working up. on stopping. <laughs> they're working on on cornering. They're, like, they're, not, they're not exactly working on. Uh, One, two, two. Know, yeah, the the you know four checks and breakouts and all that stuff, or they sure as hell shouldn't be. And you know, if the coach has them standing around for a half hour going over faceoff plays, then I'd look for another program. But yeah, that's you know, like maybe he's losing focus because they're doing a stopping drill and he struggles on his left side, right, or, or and, and doesn't want to do it. But you just gotta you know continue to practice it, and that's how you're gonna be able to do it. So. I mean, we're not. He's not. He's five years old. Yeah, we're gonna play with uh, some some Smurf uh, dolls and you know enjoy enjoy his time. Like I think I told this story once, but I was playing. Uh, my wife Courtney is driving Ryan, my son. At, oh, you told me this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I know. Yeah, t- you but tell I it. think I think it was about this age, maybe a year older. But I don't right. know. But I'm like, oh, so like I'm on the phone. I'm like, hey, can you tell them this? Can you tell them that? Like, just you know, make sure that they're you know stopping in the house and you know, and um, make sure they wear their shop blockers. Yeah. Next thing you know, Court's uh, like, uh, oh, I go, what are they doing? Like, like uh, you got Yeah, they're getting ready for the game. They listen yeah, to ACDC. Yeah, what's going on? She's like, um, they're watching the Smurfs. <laughs> like they're in the back of the car watching the Smurfs on the DVD. Yeah, and they're not right. paying attention to anything that you're saying. Yeah, so I just was like, all right, wow, wow. All right, um, tell them to have fun. Uh, enjoy. Uh, check in later. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I'll be back to my pre my, my yeah, uh, so like, pregame you know, nap myself. I was just, you know, kind of like going with all the, you know, the hockey stuff. But like at the end of the day, as long as he just gets out there and has fun at five years old, it's like – that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And don't limit the bribes. You don't need to bribe them with a candy bar and whatever it is. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm not a huge fan of that. Just let them go out and have fun. And, you know, yeah, you want them to be focused and engaged, but there's going to be some drills you like, some drills you don't, but that's kind of part of life. Um, March real quick with uh, with high school season around the corner, reach out to the team staff at TSR for any apparel, your, um, apparel needs your team has. You can reach them at the store at 603-912-5970. Again, 603-912-5970. Ask for Mike or Dave and they will take care of you. TSR stocks team apparel from CCM and Bauer and does everything in-house embroidering and printing. TSR Hockey is New England's premier hockey store and is a proud sponsor of the Rink Shrinks. You can also visit www.tsrhockey.com. So uh, let's get back to Instagram. A question, Harry, for a full hour? Question mark. Oh, what are your thoughts on that? That'd be Harry's absolute Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, you know what? Maybe I don't know if I could deal with them for an hour. I know you never know. Maybe we just start them in early uh, with like a, a five-minute segment, fifteen, or whatever. But imagine. I mean, you don't know what's going to – From the JV soccer team or the (laughs) JV hoop team to the – It would be amazing. The rank shrinks. It would be. Yeah, we'll have to to think about it. Thanks to uh, Chris for that question. What do you think? Do you think you you could handle them? I could could handle them. I just just think, you know, as far as uh, value add to the podcast – What's he going to bring? I think he's going to bring a lot of color, a lot Mm -hmm. of passion. You know, sometimes we're a little down. You know, maybe our team's lost over the weekend. Harry will bring us up. Yeah. Uh, or he'll bring us further down. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Hey, so, you never I, know. I, I once had a boss that just used to say, embrace the misfits. And it just, it just, 
Bring him in. Bring him in. So <laughs> embrace the misfit. So embrace Harry. Embrace Harry. I, I certainly have. Uh, all right. And then uh, what do we got? Thoughts on coaches poaching kids at the youth level slash not reaching out to the coach. Uh, that's from Mark Kelly. Um, yeah, it's it's tough because if you're going to poach, um, you're poaching. You know, yeah. like you're just talking to the parent, the kid kind of like backdoor Charlie, get him over to your team. If everything was straight up, you would call the coach, but that's not how it works. Yeah, unfortunately, it, it it's I, not. Unfortunately, I think you right. definitely, if you have a, you know, if there are some rumblings, and I, you know, I know I've talked about it before, a lot of the recruiting that kind of gets done and kids moving teams, it's done through other parents and things like that. But, you know, when you – you know, when it is kind of that time, I think it, it it is good to if you have a you know you know the coach in some right. capacity, you should definitely reach out to him and say, hey, just a heads up, so and so you know has been talking to a few of our parents, and and he's talking to come to our tryouts. Obviously, we have an open spot, etc., and you know we'd like to have them. So at least they're not blindsided by it. Yeah, I I think that's but personal relationship. Aside, that does that will not happen. <laughs> yeah. No. No. It, it. You know. It. Just honestly, like you know, yeah. give a coach a heads up that you you're gonna grab a. You're a taking kid. his best player. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I, I would say that's not um, realistic. I mean, it's not realistic. You know, you, you the coach will not reach out, or I, I don't even think it's really his point, his spot to like reach out and and give a heads up. Um, yeah. You know, if you poach and you poach them. Right. Right. Uh, all right. What's the best team size slash amount of players, specifically squirt travel age, but also other ages and levels? Thank That's you. That's from Sabrina. Sabrina. Yeah. That was a TV show back in the day, wasn't it? The Teenage Witch. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that was on TGIF. I actually I said something about TGIF the other night to my kids on the bench, and they had they looked at me at ten heads. Like, I know yeah, you'd but- rather be home watching TGIF right now than Full <laughs> House and whatever. And they're like, "What?" They have no yeah. idea. Yeah, that, that was. A, a I thought I was kind of being. I was trying to be a little bit funny, but they just did not get the TGIF. Uh, well, there's not a chance. No, like, that's not even like a good DJ. <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know as far as the question was the um size amount of players uh specifically squared travel age you know what it's it's difficult sometimes but i w- i mean travel age i would say three lines is like you know if you're playing high level comp- competitive in 5d um, you know, so nine and five, you can't get away with like really two and, and four at that age. If it's travel and high end, um, the kids just get tired. So five and nine, or like maybe even like rotate a center. And if they get tired, you start rotating them on, you know, through, but you know, so maybe you could have eight, but I would say nine and five. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm just thinking about, you know, I think the the ideal number is um uh is what Yeah, I mean it's it's what I don't know, like 13, 14 skaters and you know, I do like to kind of rotate rotate some guys around. You know, my peewee team actually has eight and five but we kind of rotate a guy up and play some forward some different shifts and and things like that so so will you have four when that happens you do three full lines four d yeah we kind of bounce a couple guys back and forth a little bit and it was just kind of you know that that ended up being like a, a numbers thing but obviously ideally if you you know if you have a, a ton of depth in this you know, there's not a huge drop off. I think that's the biggest thing. You know what I mean? That's, that's how I look at that question is like, if you have nine and six, let's just say at the squirt level, 
and there's a big drop off between players, you know, your your seventh, eighth, and ninth forwards and your, you know, four, five, six defensemen, like that's that it's challenging. It's kind of hard to coach and know when you have to put those guys out there all the time. I mean, and then as a coach, you want to develop as many players as you can, but you you know, sometimes if if guys are kind of weighing weighing you down, it becomes difficult too. You know what I mean? So it's it's like a once again, it's it's not an easy question for something yeah, that but, should I mean, be so easy. As far as, you know, Sabrina, she's, you know, it's a travel age, you know, so I would, if it's not like this high-end, heavy lifting league, you know, of competitions, like you, you're getting grinded, like six and four is great. Right. I mean, like, I mean, that's like <laughs> ideal, right? Yeah. Like you always want that in like men's league even. So like to finish off our question though, it's like, you know, other ages, you need a full complement of players if you're going to stop playing more physical and expecting um, a certain level of play. So three lines at a minimum, you know, four lines as you get into, you know, like high school, excuse me, 6D for sure. So, I mean, you can start that earlier. That's if they're playing a hard schedule and they're playing two games in a day, like in, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot that goes into it, but I would, I would recommend three and five to start uh, yeah. at a younger age. Yeah, and and three lines, or, so and, nine forwards, five D, and one or two, players. one or two goalies. Uh, depends on who you have. You yeah, know? if you want to have them compete, or if you have one that can kick, then give them the reins. Yeah, I think definitely for practices, you want to make sure you have two goalies. I, I was. Lucky enough to have two goalies the past few years, and it's been uh, it's been very uh, helpful to have two guys. And they've actually had no problem with even at the older level this year splitting the games. Um, one kid kind of really likes to start, and the other one doesn't mind coming in cold off the bench. And we've kind of talked about it, and that was like a little bit of a point of contention with the parents when I was talking to them. And I'm like, the kids will kind of work it out. Like they're old enough; they're 12, and they have it's it, you know, and if we're playing like in a tournament, two games in a day, we just give them a game apiece. But right, um, you know that that it, it's all worked out. So yeah, it all depends too. If you're at the the younger levels and you got a sugar daddy that wants to, uh, you know, the organization's going to be looking for their money. So if you get a couple willing parents to to pay extra, and you know carry less guys, so little Johnny's out there more. By all means, in my eyes. Oh, you mean you can double down on the tuition? Yeah, so if you have like, I mean, I've I've talked. You can to big, buy a backup spot. Oh, I mean the 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 nonsense that goes on. You, yeah, <laughs> God, I'm not saying that oh that goodness. I do it, but I talked to like Kevin Hayes's father. He he's like, oh, we had a couple sugar daddies, and they would just pay like ten grand a piece, and then everybody else would pay their regular tuition, and. <laughs> like, there's a lot of that that goes on. That, That's yeah, because the organization is just going to say, "All right, yeah, we made our number. We made our number, and that's it." You know what I mean? Where, what do they care where where it comes from? Exactly. I might be getting some people in trouble here. Sorry. Yeah. Um, we get another one here. How much time in practice for skating skills, team comps, concepts, etc.? Ten U age, Teddy. Teddy. Um, I mean, I think that, that, you know, 10 you, um, so I'm just trying to think of the age They're they're squirts, right? Probably first year squirts. I mean, I would say to put an exact number, I mean, 75% of it should definitely be skating and skills and, and, you know, then the other, um, and when, you know, I say 75% of it. Um, and it would maybe even be a little bit more when you factor in small area games and, and different things like that. So I'll say 80% of it is skating and skills and, and small area games. And the other 20 is maybe working on some different team concepts. Yeah. I, I, I could absolutely agree with you. Like the team concepts at that age, it depends on what level you're at, you know, like right. just like, of a <clears throat> excuse me t- tom program or you know if it's you know some some kids that are kind of more motivated to learn concepts 
because you don't want to like inundate them with. But it's important at that age group, though. Like you, you should know where to be, and like it's not like you're working on four checks and neutral zone regroups as much as you know some people say it's it, you shouldn't. Like I would still introduce that stuff, but not make it like a big part of the the practice plan. So right. like I, so I agree with you on about 80% like a little flow skill, you know, you know, figuring out like certain things those small area games are very important and then like throw a little bit of say structure or a team concept into um you know that you know, last 20%. I think that was perfect. Yeah. Um all right, before we get a voicemail here, this that, that we'll just say this voicemail is brought to you by Franklin Street Hockey. If it's back to school time, then it's back to hockey time. Visit franklinsports.com for NHL licensed street hockey sticks, nets, balls, and now brand new ice hockey gear. Enter the code blue line for 20% off street hockey, mini hockey, and ice hockey gear through the end of 2021. Franklin Sports is the official ball and street hockey partner of the National Hockey League. Visit franklinsports.com today and join the family. Hey, boys, this is Ryan down here in Houston, Texas, calling about, uh, have you guys ever witnessed or talked to anybody, any parents that you, you feel have been pushing the kids too hard, too far? Have you ever had that conversation with the parents, or is that too far out of bounds as as a youth hockey coach? Um just want to let Harry know that I talked to Johnny's mom, and the AU Dragons are about to roll on up to A&M, lay a little waxing, and the stats might change a little bit. So I just don't want Harry to get a little too upset. I know we're all going to come out and have a great time. I'll see you boys at the ring. Bye. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Harry getting a shout out from I you. love Harry getting a shout out. Like I was oh so good. Awesome. Um yeah, so on? as a coach though, like is it is it your responsibility to police parent activity towards their own kid? That that's kind of like the question that he's asking, but you know, I'm just kind of asking you, like, I think that's the, the most challenging part about coaching is kind of reining in these these parent expectations and, and telling them to, you know, more or less relax a little bit and trust the process. And that's part of why we're, we're doing this this podcast is to try to, you know, shed some light on things and just enjoy it. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I would say I've definitely talked to parents and just been kind of like, hey, relax a little bit. Like, it's not. You know, if he misses practice on Thursday because he's got a band performance, like he's not going to – and he's 10 years old, that's not going to ruin his chances of playing in the NHL. You don't have to go find a skill session in – On you know, Sunday. Because on missed- Sunday because you yeah. missed one practice. You know what I mean? So I've definitely had those conversations. <laughs> Are they listening? I don't know. Uh, you know. People seem to be listening to this podcast, and, and you know, a lot of people are giving us positive feedback. But, again – Parents are going to parent the, the the way that they want to, and you know that. Yeah, it, it's a it's a kind of that fine line, right? Yeah, I mean, like I I always look at it as I'm in control of you know your kid when he's on the ice. You know, I'm not going to tell you how to parent. Like that's not like my job, hundred really. You know, so although I've had those conversations where I've had to talk to kids about what's going on in school and why they're getting in trouble and different things like that. Well, and I'm kind of like, Hey, I'm the coach here. I'm the hockey coach. Why am I talking to your child about like, if it was my kid and he was messing up in school, he wouldn't be playing hockey. Like that's how I would parent my kid. You know what I mean? If he was misbehaving and getting in trouble in class and things like that, like it wouldn't be a question. Like, Hockey something that he loves to do. That would be the first thing taken away until he gets his ass in gear in the classroom. Yeah. So like, my point was going to be like, you're, you're not just the coach when it comes to this. Now it's like you are relied on in multiple areas and like, you just proved the point. So I would always have conversations with the kids, like, you know, one-on-ones and, you know, ask them how things are going. And because if you can help 
and provide some influence outside of the rank, why not? I mean, like that's like some of my coaches have done that, like in my youth, and it's invaluable. So why wouldn't you want to do that? So right. it's just being plugged in, but to actually talk to a parent about you know the way they you know parent their kid, that's not. I I don't think that's your job. You know, it's really just about helping the kid. So in any way you know possible and that's just really about knowing them and and knowing what makes them tick and you know you know keeping track and keeping tabs on on each and every one of them um so yeah i i I, as far as like a a parent to parent i wouldn't you know come down on someone for being too hard or too light or whatever yeah it Um, depends on your relationship with the family too right good point yeah like how, how close you are and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's a, a tough question for sure. Do you want to get into this email, Mott? Um, Yeah, we got this. I might have to try to paraphrase it. Yeah, a you're novel. a better paraphrase than me, especially yeah. with my reading and addition skills today. Uh, that's all right. Yeah, here we go. Um, hi, all. Love your show and learning a lot from you guys. I'm a mom of two rink rats. One is 12, who is a center. And other is 13, who's a goalie. We recently moved my 12 to the elite team to the AAA in our organization due to coaching issues. From? Oh, from. From the elite to the AAA, right? Yep. Yeah. So this would have uh, been our second season. My son didn't develop last year and seemed to have gotten buried as a left wing. Uh, The son's coach was on the right wing, refused to struggle. He he enjoyed and loved his previous team, but it was tough watching him on the ice getting frustrated because a lot of times he was waiting for a pass but felt stuck as a winger. So when we finally addressed the situation with the former coach, he seemed uh, not to care to fix the problem, but instead insulted my husband and I by telling us that we we don't know anything about hockey and we're putting too much pressure on our kid. He also told told us that there was no reason to demote our kid and have him play with a weaker team against sucky teams. That didn't sit well with us. So we fi- we finalized that move. The kid is now thriving under his new coach, but they're playing against weak teams and getting put on tournaments that they shouldn't be in. The AAA team is not bad at all. The kids are great. They hustle and are competitive. He is learning a lot from his new coach. Seems very happy and very slowly adjusting to his new position. I understand he's only nine years old and he can he still enjoys the game, but we did we make a mistake here and how do we as parents go by making sure our kid is trying and giving effort all the time? Thank you and more power to you guys. Best from Connecticut, MJ. Um no, I think you definitely didn't make the wrong decision. If he's down there and he's touching the puck more and having fun and, and playing with a good group of kids and parents, then he's nine years old. Like he's he'll be just fine. So um relax. I wouldn't get I also wouldn't get too caught up in the position stuff, like centers, left wings, all that stuff. And I mean, I explained to my kids as they get like positions is just it's like a formality. Like, yeah, the center takes the face off, but when you cross that red line, there should be no, there's no positions when you're a forward, right? Mott's like, there's, there's not, everybody should be going everywhere and and hunting pox and playing pox and, you know, making plays and moving. And, you know, if you're standing like at one of those um, bubble hockey games where, where guys are, you know, staying on the left wing the whole time, then, the coach obviously needs his head examined because that's that's not right to me. Yeah, I mean, I just think that's been ingrained at an early age in some of these kids where they're the left wing and they're going to skate their line, where you have an ability to like like move all over the ice and get open wherever the lane is. Like so, then it just starts going into flow, right? So if I'm going this way across, if I'm a left wing and going across the ice the center should be away or like the, the, the right wing is going to post. Like you got to fill all three lanes. There's no secret formula or there's no exact formula how you do that. It's really just about flow and reading and reacting. And, you know, there is some decent ways to do it, you know, with some structure. But with the kids, you just want to be able to, hey, oh, there's two guys over here. Let me get into this lane. 
You know, you just start reading, reacting off of one another. All of a sudden, you know where the puck is. You have some speed, and then you're generating offense with speed, and that's pretty important. But uh, I, yeah, as far as like getting touches and moving down to the the lower level, I think that's important to. We talked about it earlier, but like dominate a level if he's that good or if he's good enough, like let him get his touches and have some fun and like be the guy. Yeah, and they didn't make a mistake. He's 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 still no. a nine year old kid. Yeah, and and there's there's plenty of time to. You know, see where he slots. You know, in the next couple of years, and you know, if you're not having a good uh, kind of dialogue with a, a coach, then you move on. And I, I, I absolutely uh, respect the decision to move him down and, and just enjoy the process. Like, so don't second guess your decision. You know, no. as long as he's having fun. Exactly. Um, well, speaking of guys that have fun, I want to talk to you about the Lee and Heffernan group with Cup, Compass Real Estate. Uh, Jameson and John started out as Massachusetts high school hockey rivalries. Jameson at Severian and John at BC High. Uh, despite their on-ice battles, they connected after their college years to pursue real estate together. And uh, they've been working hard navigating the intense Massachusetts real estate ever since as the Lee and Heffernan group at Compass. If they're not hustling deals together, they can be found on the golf course. Uh, it's getting a little chilly here for that, though. Uh, but those guys probably take advantage of some winter golf or, or fall golf. Uh, Jameson plays at Plymouth and uh, Plymouth Country Club and John out of Halifax Country Club. You're getting incredible service with their personal touch, partner with the fastest-growing tech company in real estate. Uh, visit their website, Group. Dot com and uh, their Instagram, which they they do a great job with, and they got a lot of a uh, lot of uh, real estate stuff on there. Is at Lee and Heffernan Group. Um, that's on Instagram, so make sure you check those guys out, and we appreciate their support. Yeah, two trusted guys right there. You know, especially uh, you know when you play on the golf course, you get to know people. You know, you get you know six hours, four to six hours with someone, but two great great guys that we've known a long time and. You know, someone else you can trust, uh, cross-country mortgage. If you own a home and you haven't looked into refinancing in a while, I'll have a quick chat with our friend Chris Devin and see if it makes sense for you. Many people don't understand the impact that a refinance can have on their monthly savings or overall wealth. Devo may be able to help you save on a monthly basis so you can put some more money into savings or other projects. Check him out at chrisdevin.com. And he and the team at Cross Country can let you know if they can save you some money. Cross Country Mortgage, LLC, NMLS, number 47305. Yeah, they can. Uh, if Devo can save you some dough to put to it, some new hockey gear and stuff like that, then why not, right? So I did, uh, I, I, I didn't, I saw Devo from a distance this weekend. I think his kids were in, involved in the same turn as mine, but we didn't get to get a chance to catch up. But Great guy, and and you know, obviously he's gonna help you save some dough to pay for the um, the rink snacks that your kids are constantly hitting you up for. That's for sure. I know mine were all weekend. <laughs> the, uh, snacks. the snacks, <laughs> the snacks. Uh, snack that up. I know. Actually, I was in Tingsboro too. That's uh, remember That's we a good talked snack to Keith coin about the snack bar there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that little right. rink steak. Little rink steak. Exactly. They got a good calzone there too. No. I was on the run though. I was like nuts, but between a couple ranks with that, so I was I was on the go. Um, so I didn't even I didn't even eat anything. My son Colin loves the fries there too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, have you got next one here from Steve? Have you guys addressed swearing by kids and maybe what age it is appropriate or not? Ooh, it's a good question because this came up this weekend uh, in one of my games. What do you think, Mott? Uh I have a tough time talking about this because. Do you get a potty mouth on the bench? My son. Ooh. Which is not appropriate. Right. No, this is at a younger age. Ooh. I wasn't on the bench. And then when I got on the bench, I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah. You know, just passionate, but like, you know, too young to swear. So, I mean, I'm a parent. I'm a coach. I'll grab him. And then no one else was really the guy. Like, he was the guy. It was just yeah. your a-hole kid? Yeah. So <laughs> so that that's why it's, like, making me chuckle and kind of, like, making me cringe at the same time. Um, 
Well, I'll, I'll talk about, so yeah, I overheard, I, I think the biggest thing with that is, um, I mean, God, look at Jerry York, like, you know, a legendary college hockey coach. Does, has he ever said a swear in his life? Cripes. Cripes. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he did swear at me once. <laughs> well, you must've messed up bad. <laughs> big time. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, so so I, so I don't think swearing. That's the only time that our assistant coach even ever heard it, and he's been with them since like 1968. So oh. Jerry Logue, Logie, Logie, the best. Uh, yeah, so I I mean I think the team takes on the attitude of the coach, and if you're a guy that's kind of f bombing and things like that on the bench, then the kids are gonna pick up on that, and they're gonna they're gonna they're going to do it and they're going to think it's acceptable and okay. The parents are going to be doing it in the stands. And, you know, we've talked about this behavior, you know, 42 different times now on all our episodes and it's, it's unacceptable. So I think, you know, have I definitely let like, you know, I try to avoid the, the F bomb. I've definitely at the older ages dropped a couple, you know, S H I T words and, and different things like that. But I try not to swear. And if I hear my kids swearing, they're definitely going to be talked to. My, 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 my kids, I'm talking about kids on my teams at the peewee age, um, they're definitely going to be talked to if there's anything, talking to a ref, swearing at a ref, things like that. Like they'd be sitting down. I think it's unacceptable. I think it's just classless. And I think it sounds stupid. Like you can get your point across. That being said, when I got to the high school age, you know, I definitely – you know, was a guy that, that, you know, rah, rah type of guy with the F bombs and stuff like that. So I think once you get to that high school age group, I think things kind of can change, but I think at the youth hockey level, if you're hearing a peewee, even a first year bantam swearing, dropping, I think it's just, it, 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 it's not good. It's not good. But again, it comes back to you as the coach. Uh, you've got to, you've got to nip that in the bud right away and make sure that it's not, not happening. And the kids aren't letting you see it. You know what I mean? And like I said, there's definitely a couple of times where I've let, let things slip, but I really, if you ask any of the kids that, that I coach or the parents, I try my hardest not to let that happen. Well, I think you hit that on the head and, you know, the high school level, you can give a little bit more rope. Yeah. Uh, you know, but you know, within reason, still within reason. You know, this it's still not a free for all. But, um, yeah, I I I don't have time for that. You can get your point across without swearing as a younger kid, one thousand percent. Even if you're upset, right? Uh, what do you? Another question here, and then we'll 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 queue up. I think we got a couple voicemails left that we haven't heard. Uh, what do you think of those skate trainer aids for little kids? So is that like the synthetic ice, you think? No, skate train is like a, uh, you know, kind of like the metal thing that you can. Oh, like a, like, like a crate. Yeah. Um, I don't mind the, as long as like they're able to like push out to the side. Mm-hmm. And I've so like, we had, I, I, I did get one of those like trainers that you could hold on. The kids could hold on to have some confidence and like they're running and they're able to go out to the side if they, you know, choose to. So it was like, it was kind of a wide one, you know, like yep. you could hold on to the, the handle. Um, they didn't use it much, you know, very long, but it was, it was just a good introductory. I would just use it as introductory to the, you know, the ice for a kid and just to gain a little confidence and just not make them, feel insecure by getting on the ice and falling down and not feeling, you know, secure or confident enough that gives them that little bit of confidence to, you know, kind of just like start moving their legs how they should. And, um, you know, I, so I'm, I'm all for it in a short space. Right. Yeah. I think that's good. That's good. All right. We got a voicemail or two left. What's up boys? Uh, need a little men's league minute here. So last week playing this team, they actually have two teams in the league and it's like 40 guys on the roster and they just kind of like 
filter through like who plays and whatever. And a few guys on our team are also part of them, but they play for us, you know, every game. And if we play against them, they play for us. So I don't know. It's not even that bad. We didn't even play that good. We were up five nothing at the end of the second. And then all of a sudden the, the goalie skates down from the, from his net, goes to the bench and starts grabbing his stick. And we're all like, what are you doing? He's like, F this, F you guys, I'm out of here. And we were like, what? It's not even the end of the game. He goes, F this, I ain't dealing with this BS. We're like, are you kidding me? So obviously a whole trip fest starts and the whole team just skates off the bench and then we all go into the locker room, get changed, all that good stuff, go outside in the parking lot. And one of the kids proceeds to yell at, at one of the guys on our team that's also part of their team and just FUs them up and down, left and right. And the kid on our team just leaves and says, F this, I don't, I'm not dealing with this. And all, all, uh, four guys that are also part of this other team said that they're never skating for them again. So just a little men's league drama for you, uh, fellas. And, uh, thanks for listening to the voicemail. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Men's League Minute, huh? <laughs> Men's League Minute. Uh, well, that's crazy. Why do you have, like, your roster's your roster. You can't have 40 guys on it and play it on different teams. That's stupid. And that goalie's an idiot, too. So <laughs> a D-League sounds like, a, like yeah. it, it's, it's not organized properly. So get it together. Yeah, there you go. Just but work a little harder and, like, maybe become a free agent for the C-League. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's, yeah. Be no, it's kind of goofy, though. I mean, like, you know, it's just personalities at, at the end of the day. But yeah, I'm surprised. I, I thought that was there was a rumble was going to break out in the parking lot was where I thought that was going. Oh, I was waiting for that. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. So they, they got to toughen up, maybe throw some bows in the in the. Yeah, if you want to lot. sort it out, just no more FUs, you know. Mm. Just go, you Actually know, do go. something about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for the voicemail. Yeah, thank you. I guess. Did, did he give a name? Yeah, men's league loser. <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, we got more, one more before we wrap up here. We haven't heard from Harry yet. Yo, Harry, I just got word from one of my spies at the rink that some coach. So his team's winning, I think, 6 nothing, maybe even more, actually 8 nothing. And kid goes out on his team and scores the ninth goal, makes it 9 nothing. Well, coincidentally, it's his son, and that gave his son a hat trick. So this, I mean, this donkey takes his own hat off and throws it out onto the ice to honor his kid scoring a, a hat-trick to make the score 9 nothing. That's crazy. Come on. Harry is always watching. He's he, got no, but he's got his spies going, and I, this is unbelievable that he's getting this intel right now. It really is. Harry and Coach, get it together. Ugh. Your like, kid scored the meaningless ninth goal, and you're throw. If a coach throws his hat onto the ice for any kid any that kid. scores a hat trick, he's a complete Loser. idiot and should not be coaching. Loser. Never mind. Like, oh my god. I mean, he's passionate. Maybe he's just like, no, not a no. chance. Don't do that. It's, so anyway, especially nine nothing, your own kid. Like triple whammy, no. Ugh. Nah, come on, man. Like that's not right. Hey, you don't know Harry, but Harry knows you. Oh, there you go. He, Harry is watching. He, he has eyes everywhere, by the way. Yeah. So you know, we should get those bracelets. What would Harry do? Oh, so now how about uh, revisiting that question about a full hour uh, Harry session? 
I mean, Harry, I mean, if he comes with the heat like that, yeah, we might have to bring him on. He's like an inside reporter. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's like the, uh, I don't know, Bob McKenzie of the rink shrinks. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez, Harry, keep bringing the heat and keep keep those eyes and and ears out there. Because, yeah, that coach, oh, my God, that's nonsense. Absolutely embarrassing. Um, all right. Well, I think that's about um, a wrap for the show. Again, we we do have some um, merchandise for sale. Uh, Christmas is around the corner. Be here before you know it, Mots. Um, I love it's, Turkey it's not Day. Th- yeah, it's not Thanksgiving yet. I know, I know. But it's you know what the the shopping's already started. The Christmas lists are already going. You know how these kids are these days. Yeah. So purchase some stuff, rinkshrinks21.itemorder.com slash sale. That's also on our Instagram bio. bio. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the rinkshrinks and Twitter at rinkshrinks. Fill up the voicemail. Keep those coming uh, for uh, for two weeks from now. But 3476-SHRINK, again, 347-674-7465, or you can Email us any questions, rinkshrinks at gmail.com. Um, once again, thank you to our sponsors, Franklin Street Hockey, TSR Hockey, Cross Country Mortgage, the Lee and Heffernan Group with Compass, and uh, Skitscott. Uh, good job, Mott. Yeah, it was a lot of great questions, kind of covered a lot of topics. Love the voicemails. And Harry, hey, you know what? He was mentioned in a question. And he comes through on a voicemail with some really high-end uh, quality content. So, hey, we have to, we might have to have an internal meeting. Yeah, we're gonna have to sit down with him. Harry, Harry was the, the 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 player of the game today. Clearly, player of the game, MVP. Harry, good job, Harry. All right, good job. Cue the rink shrink shuffle, Dave.